Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, where we watch your favorite TV shows, give you our thoughts, and ask for yours. I'm Alex. And I'm Billy. We're excited to watch and rewatch the best TV shows from start to finish and hope you're ready to take the ride along with us. We'll talk about the best characters and their stories, reveal some hidden gems, and look for you to do the same. From sci-fi to comedy, drama to anime, we've got it all covered. So grab your favorite snack and we'll see you on the couch. All righty. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Small Screen Couch Commentary. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode because... Why? So, I-, I won't lie. The first episode, thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Right? Gave it a 7.9. Yeah. Second episode, better. Okay. And I gave it an 8.4. This episode had me excited the whole way through. And I think... Each episode is getting better. It's getting better. It's hooking me more. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, anyway, we're, we're watching The Boys. Oh, yeah. Go out, yeah. We're yeah. watching The Boys. Uh, episode three of The Boys. On season one. Um, named Get Some. Get Some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think each episode is building a little bit more. I'm, I'm kind of getting more excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know you've watched the entire series. I am having a real hard time not watching ahead. You know, I, like, I want to binge it all, but I also want to just get that feeling of watching everything for the first time, and right. sharing it with the audience. Yeah, I feel like it's more. Uh, I don't know what, what word I'm going to say. Organic is probably the term I want to use, but it feels I, nice. I, I hear where you're going to go with like instead of like oh three weeks ago I watched episode four. Right. You know, it was it was right. probably yesterday or two days ago, and you're like super still like. Man, what's happening next? You have that that feel of right. I don't know what's going on. If you if you looked ahead, this might not be as exciting the next time we talk exactly. about it. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Um, but yeah. Very good. Sup- super pumped for this episode. Um, this episode was directed by, and I'm gonna not pronounce this name name correctly, Philip Sigricia. I, I don't know. Sugrisha, yeah, that's got to be it. Sugrisha. He he directed a bunch of episodes of Supernatural. Yeah, tying you know tying in Kripke here. What a great um, show. even one episode of Revolution, that other show that you said was by Kripke. Uh, yep, great show too. Should still be going. But he's no NBC. <laughs> he's no stranger to um, superhero TV shows. He directed a couple episodes of Smallville. Honestly, great one of show. my favorite superhero shows of all time. Yeah, and. Connection to that, even further back, he did a bunch of episodes of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman with, uh, I think it was Terry Hatcher. Do you remember Bean that? Kane. That was... It was in the 90s. I used to watch that with the family. Yes. Very much a family show. Yeah. I couldn't tell you any like plot point or any episode right now, because it was literally 20 plus years ago, like almost 30 years ago. It wasn't action-packed at all. It was very no. much about Kent. The, Clark yes. Kent. Sorry. It was Clark Kent and Lois... Very much focused on their story. The action was sprinkled in. Yeah. And it was, I bet if we watched it back now, it would be terrible. Not because of the story, but like the CGI, the fight scenes. <laughs> um, I feel like they probably wouldn't oh, hold it, up it, as well. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I remember they went to space one time. Like he flew outside of the atmosphere. I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. And she was a crush back in the day, you know? Terry Hatcher? Yeah. For sure. For sure. I think anyone that played Lois Lane. Throughout Superman history, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, she's she's an attractive person, yeah. And you know what? The guys that get to play Superman for the most part are attractive guys too. Well, you have to be. Um, I think 
Brandon Routh was probably like on the lower end. Henry Cavill, my my dude, my oh, favorite dude. for sure, dude. Anyway, we're yeah. getting in we're, we're, we're way off in the world. Right yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're watching the boys. Let's go. Yes, we yeah. are watching the boys. This episode was written by George Mastris. His claim to fame was he he wrote um, a bunch of episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh, one of your yeah. top shows. I do love Breaking Bad. Um, I would say it's in a it's a it's a top ten. Mm-hmm. I might even put it in a top five shows of all time. Uh, Very <laughs> nice. Funny thing is, he also wrote one episode of the Colombian like remake of Breaking Bad. Like they did a like essentially a Colombian version of Breaking Bad, and he he did one episode of that. It was called, and I'm I should be ashamed of myself. You, yeah, you should do this. I should be able to pronounce this correctly and well since I'm Hispanic, but I'm going to butcher it too. Metastasis. I'm not even going to try. Which is metastasis. Oh shoot. I could no metastasis. Oh, That's, there it is. Metastas, metastasis. Ah, not yeah. doing it. You're good. <laughs> I barely, you did, I barely you got did great. It. You did great. You shouldn't try it. Ancestors are happy, brother. Okay. But yeah. Um. So interesting. You know, other little tie-ins that some of the other people involved in the show have with their other credits and stuff. And I, I wanted to point out when I say the other notable works that the director or the writer has done, it's only when they've been a director or writer on the other show. A lot of these people are writers, producers, directors wearing multiple hats, and they might have been involved in other stuff as a producer, as a writer, as a director, but I'm only doing this stuff that they were the same role in this show, the same role Uh, they were in another show. Because they do be out here grinding. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But... Um, moving right along, as always, spoilers, fellas. Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched the show, go back, watch it, come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, stick around. We just want to give you your fair warning. Yeah, that now's the time to make a decision on whether or not you are here or you're going and coming back. Yeah, and you know what? If you don't want to watch it, we'll tell you all about it for so. sure. For sure, it's like you're watching it right now. So I mentioned that. This was my favorite episode so far, or the one that hooked me the most, I should say. Yeah. I gave it an 8.4. The, the score's rising. Oh. The score's rising. I feel like, you know, eventually we're going to get to nine land. We're not there yet. I don't think. I think probably by the end of the season, we're, I'm going I'm to be in the nine. I think you'll hit it at some point. I think we both will. I haven't hit nine yet either. Yeah. Um, I gave it an 8.1, actually. Whoa. The only reason why I think I gave 8.2 to the last episode, Frenchie. I mean, Frenchie's above all to me. I you do little, like Frenchie. Yeah. You do like Frenchie. I love for Frenchie. And he is a cool dude. I, I enjoy And you his... see more of it this episode, which another cool dude as well. Yes. Um, you, I, I do like Frenchie. He's a great character. I, th- I think the little nuances of him <clears throat> are really cool. I don't know if I want to say he's my favorite, though. That's okay. I think so it's far. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> It's all right to be wrong, dude. I love Frenchie. I love even like this episode. He just throws in little like French words in his sentences, yeah. and I'm just like, that's so cool. Honestly, you know who my favorite character is, and I, I was we're only three episodes in. It's Billy. No. Wow. Yeah. It is. It is Homelander. Really? Yes. Wow. You're. I know. Dirty. <laughs> you're dirty. I, I like me a good villain. Yeah, I like I, me a good villain. I, I can. He's a great villain. He is. He is. He is. And it gets even crazier. So. Oh, I'm. I'm hoping it does. Oh, you I'm wait. Hoping it He's does. He's a sly dog. That guy. 
So what were you what were you snacking on? <sighs> you know, this I got, episode? sat down and had some chocolate ice cream. Nothing special. Just okay, chocolate ice cream. Yo, you gotta go Turkey classic Hill. sometimes. Yeah, T Hill represent represent. I was going with some gummy candies. My favorite gummy candy, Sour Patch Kids. You know what? And they define you. Well, sometimes you're sour, then you're sweet. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And the only reason I had them to snack on in the first place, my son did like a Valentine's exchange with some of the neighborhood kids. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't like gummy candies. And I was like, I'll take <laughs> Winning. Those. Yeah. That's the best part about them kids, eating their snacks. Yeah. For sure. So the new characters we meet in this episode, I'm going to go over one uh, that's pretty obvious, Popclaw. She got mentioned mm-hmm. in the previous episode. Um, she's A-Train's love interest. We see her pretty. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we see her. Pretty significantly in this episode. Yeah. Then there's also Shockwave. Now, Shockwave technically was in an episode before, but it was a promo clip. Yeah. Um, for an event that happens in this episode. A little ESPN action <clears throat> with a race. Yeah. Right, right. And the other person, I'm not going to reveal his name quite yet. I okay. want to get into that. All right, I won't say it then. Okay. Don't say it until we, we get into that part. We're just going to call him M-M, M-M. which is he Because that's called... what Billy calls him. Yeah. Billy calls him M-M. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. Go for it. I like that. I like that. Um, one thing I want to do is tie in things from previous episodes Ooh. that happened in this episode. This is a surprise uh, to me, guys. Obviously, the first episode, there wasn't anything to tie in. Right. Um, last episode, I kind of forgot that that was a segment we talked about trying to do. Yeah, I forgot to. <clears throat> um, I have it here now. Let's go. So, obviously, we mentioned already, the race between A-Train and Shockwave was on uh, the TV in the background Yeah. in episode two in cherry another thing is the video of starlight um stopping a date rape date rape dudes which we didn't talk about last we, episode we, we did it is t- important i think we touched about it a little bit maybe but we didn't really get into it yeah but that seems to help out her numbers you know because the the pr lady pr lady who my wife i think actually like scolded me on facebook she she said how do you guys not know her name her name's I think I forgot already. Ashley? I don't remember. I think. I see, and I here's call the, her PR lady. And what's terrible is she's actually a really great character in this show as the show goes on. We get more of her. We get more and more. And there's a nice little story arc with her as well. Uh, I don't know why I forget her name. I, she's already just in my brain as PR lady. She's PR lady. Per. Yeah, PR lady. I, I, I think Ashley. Um, she she was mad at Starlight before because it, like the person that took the video was somebody who supposedly went to high school with Starlight and was trying to expose or whatever. But here, if we find out, it helped her numbers. Yeah, because the uh, the video didn't have the date rape victim in it, so it looked like she was just beating up two people. Right. But then the 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 victim came out came and forward. Said, she saved my life or whatever. And then right, right. it was really good. And we know PR lady, she's all about the numbers. All about PR. She kind of plays it off as if she didn't she wasn't mad at starlight in the yeah. meeting they have with the marketing team but she doesn't, i can tell she doesn't like starlight you can get the vibe right right now it helps her but it also comes at a cost yep um they want her to change her outfit she has like a a, a cape and like a very i wouldn't say modest but modest ish yeah outfit and they wanted to wear like just like a skimpy Bathing suit, yeah. essentially, yeah. moving forward. Low cut, tight around the, the, the bottom area. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the video of that from the last episode, they mention it here. It helps her out, kind of. Kind of. Numbers-wise, um, it helps her. Right, right. So, one thing that we also didn't really touch on before because we kind of glossed over the meet that Billy had with 
um, the deputy director of the CIA. Yeah. When he goes to her house, he mentions to her the Mallory files. Yes. And she's like wanting to like shut that down. She's like, we're not talking about that. You know, you were done, blah, blah, blah. We're moving on. Um, Susan Rayner is the deputy director of the CIA, by the way. Um, but that gets brought back up in this episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an ongoing thing for a while. Here. I You obviously know what they are or yeah. what it is. What I don't know. It seems a bit important. Yeah, it seems yeah. like they keep bringing it up. So it's got to be a major, I wouldn't say major, but a significant yeah. plot point. Yeah, it's a very good uh, plot point, actually. I really enjoy that part of the show. Yeah. So this episode picks up pretty much where the last one leaves off um <laughs> yeah scraping up blood and guts with a shovel blood guts and and carbon fiber skin <laughs> yeah. um huey is like I, I think they open up he's like standing over a sink trying to wash himself off he's covered in the blood and guts and everything still yeah he's wearing like a chef uh a chef's coat coat yeah yeah because he changed clothes obviously because why would you still wear that stuff oh yeah disgusting i think he even like hands his clothes to frenchie he burns them yeah they right. put it in like a barrel along with stuff to burn, like yeah. as evidence of, of the crime. And Huey still seems pretty shaken up by the whole situation. Oh, I think anybody would be yeah. after blowing someone up. Except for Frenchie and Billy, apparently. But Frenchie and Billy is just an it's another day at the office. Know, they're like, oh, yeah, we're it's gonna, a walk in the park. It's gonna start cleaning up. That's how it is. We're just shoveling human remains and blood and guts and yeah. just like we shovel snow. You yeah. Know. No big deal. Fine. No big deal. Um but they're they're trying to get rid of all the evidence, right? They start to make a burn barrel for stuff, but then Frenchie mentions to to Billy, hey, this guy's skin, which, you know, is made of this material, it, it's not going to burn off. Yeah. How are they going to get rid of of that? And they start putting stuff in there, these bags and stuff, the stuff that they can't burn off, which is weird, right? And I guess you kind of get it for effect, especially at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. They burn off a lot of stuff, but they don't burn off like the guts. Maybe the guts are also coated in this hardened material, but they yeah. only say his skin. Say so they have like a bag of like the guts and the skin or whatever, and they're putting it into like a big case. Yeah, almost like a equipment case, like something that you would expect to see like, like foam sound. in. Oh yeah, okay. You yeah. know that, that you would have like a like a camera or like you know some important thing that you need to protect yes it obviously doesn't have the foam or whatever but it's like a metal case big black case no it's silver oh it's silver yeah, yeah it's like you're silverish right. you're right. you know I whatever picture the black case when you say stuff you would like that. think that but i yeah. think most people when they think a case they think like maybe like a briefcase suit i'm thinking case. black with the silver corners you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah 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 but yeah i agree it looks like something that you would carry uh film equipment in to keep right. it nice and safe all that yeah right um but yeah so they're 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 figuring out what they're going to do. I think Billy even mentions like, oh, I'll, I'll take care of, Billy's of got this. A, Billy's got a plan. He's got a plan. But you know what? I, I feel like he's just flying by the seat of his pants. I don't know that he's planning ahead like all of this stuff. I think he's just moment to moment like, well, here's what I'll do with this or I'll think of that. He, maybe, maybe he is a mastermind. He's like Captain Jack Sparrow. You know what's, you know what's hilarious? Yeah. So when I hear him talk, you Sometimes picture? I hear Do you really? Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yes. Because there's some words that he says that Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Calls Sparrow. love, you know? Yeah, he says certain things, and like when I'm closing my eyes, I'm hearing Jack Sparrow. Maybe that's why I like both of them. They're kind of the same character. I do love Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Great, great series. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. 
Um, so yeah, they they decide to get rid of this stuff in the case. Huey says, I got to get home to change. I, I, you know, I'm not wearing this chef's coat around. Billy and, and, and Frenchie, they're worried he's going to like go, go off the rails. Yeah. 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 Um, so Billy's like, the world. Frenchie's going to go with you. Mm-hmm. Smart idea, I think. Great idea. You know, you don't want him. I'll go anywhere with Frenchie. Well, but <laughs> from a strategy standpoint. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want him just going off. civilian and, going out and like, oh, uh, guess what I did? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. They they cut to um, Huey's apartment. Mind you, he's been missing for however many days. Right, two days. I think even last episode, he was on the phone with his dad. He's like, you haven't been home for a few days. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but he goes back there, and he tells Frenchie to wait in the hallway, which, okay, you don't want your dad to be like, who's this weirdo coming into our apartment? Yeah. But he goes in his room. He starts to get some clothes. He's changing, and he's putting stuff like in a bag. So obviously, he's, you know, planning on leaving again yeah for a while but you notice he has like a little bobblehead it almost looks like a funko pop yeah yeah of none other than a train that motherfucker yeah and he picks it up and he's just holding it for a little bit and then they zoom out and you start to notice he's got superhero stuff all over his wall the seven just yeah. he's got the seven he's got it's homelander. mainly homelander yeah but he's got soups like posters and memorabilia and all sorts of stuff. I think at one point I even saw a Queen Maeve like lunch bag, yeah, which is crazy because if you if you miss if you blink you'll miss that part, right? But he starts destroying stuff. He throws the bobblehead. He's trashing his room. He starts ripping down the posters. Fuck these guys. He's not happy. Yeah, obviously, right? Then my favorite character walks in the room. Yeah, I don't hate his dad. I as much don't as you like do. his dad. I at don't all. hate him. I, I don't, don't like, like him. him. But I don't hate him. Yeah. And I think it's mostly because it's Simon Pegg and I love Simon Pegg. Well, I love Simon Pegg, yeah. But the dad's terrible. He's not a great dad. No. But he comes in and he's like, whoa, what's going on in here? What's going on? And Huey's like, ah. He plays it off. He's like, I was going to get rid of this stuff, you know. Yeah. I just haven't had time. I haven't been here. So I have to. This is one of my favorite scenes in the show. I have it listed as one of my favorite scenes for a couple of reasons. Okay. One is the dad says, well, uh, he says, doctor, somebody found somebody you can talk to. He's like, that's my pediatrician. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? Why? You know, it is funny because I don't, I don't know if they ever mentioned Huey's age, but he's probably in his 20s. Early 20s for sure, I would bet. No way you should still be seeing a pediatrician. I think you can see a pediatrician up to the age of 18. Yeah. Definitely 17. But that shows, again, how much his dad doesn't do anything not, for him. Right. He's not in touch. No, not at not all. in touch. And he mentions in this scene, like, you know, I'm not seven anymore. Uh, but my favorite part is he actually kind of stands up to his dad and says, he does. I'm tired of sitting on the couch like we're already dead. Yeah. And you can see here, this is where uh, he was like, I'm, I'm going to go do something about something. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's my favorite scene. There is a part with Frenchie. I'll let you finish up the scene. But yeah. Well, so he, he tells his dad, you know, he's packing, he's leaving, he's going to be gone for a while, right? I want to go back to something from the very first episode. Oh, flashback. So can we have a sound for this? Like, let's go back to this episode. But like, flashback, flashback, flashback. Can we? Can we edit that in post? Can we? No, I don't. Know. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we're not there. Yet. <laughs> no. Not there yet. Yeah. Um. So in the first episode of the podcast, even we talk about how Huey, when he's talking with Billy, he mentions he likes you know like Billy Joel, um, Simon Garfunkel, yada yada, whatever. But he's wearing 
T-shirts of like the Ramones, Nirvana, all that. Nirvana, I think was it Nirvana? You mentioned rock, rock bands, yeah, yeah, rock bands. Essentially, Not soft music. The opposite of the music he says he likes. Yeah, right. I notice in his room after he's done tearing everything up and whatever, um, the posters that are left: Tom Petty, the Ramones, and the shirt that he's wearing is Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Now he does have a lot of records and stuff in a record player in his room, but again, he he's not the what he's wearing, what he's projecting is not the music that he tells people that he likes. Right. I don't know if this is a running joke throughout the series. I think when I initially mentioned it, you didn't you weren't really aware I didn't of it. Realize it? No. I think I don't know if they're doing this on purpose, and it's like a thing that is important. If I was an intelligent person. Okay, and understood film. I bet there's like a story here, like oh, he's soft, but he's turning into like this harder person. You know, I'm thinking that's part of it too, but it's just it's weird. I shouldn't say weird. I think it's unique. I think it's cool. Yeah, little details. Yeah, those little things. But he's wearing a Van Halen shirt. He's got. He doesn't have any Simon and Garfunkel, Billy Joel, uh, uh, posters or anything like that around. You don't right. see it in his room. So the real him is hardcore, but he just kind of goes off like yeah i listen to this stuff because maybe that's what he thought he should be and he would listen to it but really he's a hardcore i wonder if he says he listens to that stuff because of his dad oh yeah. he really likes the the metal i wouldn't rock. be surprised dad always brings him down dude could be could be um but yeah i just wanted to, to go back and touch on that yeah because it it's been a couple of times now that we see this i'm kind of hoping that it happens throughout the rest of the show if it, at least season one maybe i don't know yeah, I would assume it does. But um, if I see it again, I'm calling it out. Call it out. Flashback, flashback, flashback. We need to make that a sound. <laughs> we need to make that a sound now. Maybe we'll use it on, on TikTok. Yeah, there we go. Especially since all the UMG music is gone now. It's our chance to blow up. Time. All it right. is our time. So, But he leaves, right? So can I mention one of my favorite oh, yes, parts of the please, show? Please do. Okay, so <laughs> when he leaves, Frenchie's at the door, and Frenchie's trying to be nice and kind of say, you know, I understand where you're at. But Frenchie goes, my dad was a bipolar. And one time when I was 10 years old, he tried to smother me with a Hello Kitty duvet. Yeah. <laughs> and I- Frenchie's stories are great. And I just is another scene where it's like, I love the random like add-in from him. It is, it is awesome, and it's hilarious, but it's like, he, does he really does he tell these stories because he thinks they're going to comfort people? Yeah. Because they don't seem like they do and they're totally I I don't know where the bipolar thing came in cuz Huey's dad is not bipolar. Right. <laughs> if anybody's bipolar it's Huey. Yeah. But it it's just strange to see that Frenchie's trying to but it's relate just, but it's not it's not in a I good think you've seen Huey's face he's just like what the fuck? Yeah. You know? And he mentioned like even in the previous episode when they're in the restaurant they're talking, they have a conversation similar, and like yeah. Frenchie tells them this story, and it's like, why are you telling it? Doesn't him? help. It no, doesn't help. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- crazy anecdotal stories that he has. I hope that there are more. I'm assuming there will be, because it seems to be like Maybe. part of his character. But yeah. So then we move on, and this is where we meet one of our other new characters. Also top tier character. He he seems like it. I think he's a good balance. He's a great Frenchie. Yes. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's a juvenile like detention center. Um, not quite like a prison, but not quite like, uh, I don't know. Obviously, it's a place where, where there's young boys and they're there because they've done something to get in trouble with the law or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. And these two kids, they're, they're fighting 
the wrestling, and there's a ping pong table and like a chalkboard, and it seems to be that they're fighting a, to find out who's going to play next. Yeah. And we see somebody then at their desk with like a, what's that? That triangle thing is a protractor? Is that what that's called? The triangle like ruler type thing from geometry? I think it's a protractor. I thought a protractor was like a half circle shape. No, nah, that's a compass. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, don't. You're right. Sorry, don't my give fault. Give me my, my math fault. stuff, brother. That's all I know. Anyway, is he has it, some sort of thing. He's like he's doing writing something. on a page, yeah. trying to be very exact, very precise with this. I don't. Whatever that thing is, comment what that thing is. It's the plastic triangle with like the ruler marking on it. I yeah. don't remember what it's called, or even if there is a proper name. Maybe for it's it. a like, triangular you, protractor. I don't think it's that. I don't, I don't think, think so either. Maybe it's just a triangle. It's a TP. Anyway, but he notices these kids fighting. He walks in. And he's like, "Yo, <laughs> freaking scary!" Right? Your he's big, booming. He's voice. Diesel, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. This guy is huge for sure. Huge. And uh, he, he goes in. He starts to like talk to these boys. Like, you know, you're you're fighting because you're trying to get to the front of the ping pong line. You're breaking the rules. You know, you have to write your name on the chalkboard if you wanna if you wanna play next. And you didn't do that. And they're like, "Sorry, Mister Milk." <laughs> and I'm like, when I first heard that, I'm like, Mr. Milk. Yeah, yeah. That's a, is that really, that's a weird name. Mm-hmm. Although there have, I think that's that's a legit name. Like, I feel like, wasn't there some, there was some guy, they made a movie years back. It's um, called Milk. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think even the airport in San Francisco, there's a section dedicated to him. Henry Milk? Harry Maybe. Milk? I don't know. You're, Something like that. Again, you're acting like I'm intelligent. And I'm, I'm not intelligent. I'm not I know there. this guy has a significant role in history, especially in the LBGTQ community, and I apologize for not knowing more about this guy. Harvey Milk. Was it I Harvey, think it's Milk? Harvey Milk. I remember the actor was in it. I it was Sean Penn. Yeah, great. But I think he won an Oscar. I would assume. I remember it was a really good I movie. I promise I'm going to do my part to learn more about that. But, um, so they call him Mr. Milk. Strange name, or I should say uncommon, anyway. Uncommon name, yeah. yeah. Probably When you hear Mr. Milk, it probably catches you off guard for a second. Right. But it's not like, oh, it's too crazy. It's just, that's weird. Yeah. So he calms the boys down, heads back to his office. Yeah. Shuts the door, and none other than our boy, Billy Butcher. Billy Butcher's there. And, and again, he's not, not happy, to, happy see to see him. No, nobody is. Like, Nobody's ever like happy to see Billy. Every time Billy runs into someone new on the show, they're like, what are you doing here? Why wanna, are you here? I don't want back in. I don't want to be a part of yeah. whatever you're doing. Why are you, you know? back in my life? And yeah, yeah. he's he's essentially telling Billy. Crazy he ex- knows. He's a crazy ex-girlfriend you finally got over. He knows that like he's there to try and like bring him back into something. Yeah. And he knows his personality. He just wants him because he needs him for something. Yeah. And and he, and he tells him, he says, like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to know anything. Don't bring anything up. Yeah. And of course, Billy's what does Billy do? His, his charm. Yeah. He's using his wit. You know, and he he pretty much tells him that they were successful in killing Translucent. Yeah, and of course he's like, I don't want to hear this, but no, he asks how, right? Well, so that that's he, he that's what gets him in. Yeah, once he tells him they kill Translucent, that's, that's right. like what like puts the hook in him. Yeah, uh, solid hook, solid hook. But so yeah, he says, oh okay, well how, how'd you do it? <laughs> he tells him they put the C four in him, boom, blew him up, mm-hmm. right? And he's starting to reel him in a little bit. Yeah. But then also, Billy tells him, and this is where they bring it in again. 
Billy tells him as he's reeling him in and trying to get him involved, he says, look, it's not going to be like last time. It's not going to be like with what happened with Mallory. Again, we're not, they're not giving us a whole lot as to who Mallory is, what her significance is in the story, but they've brought it up again. Obviously, it's something that the crew or the team that Billy used to work with were involved with. It's very important to them, yeah. Something happened. Right. And we do get a little bit more a little bit later in the episode, but, you know, they're, they're building up to something here, obviously. Yeah. And this is the funny thing. So, again, we don't get Mr. Milk's full name. Billy just calls him M.M. M-M, yeah. And I'm assuming it's his initials. We find out later it is. But he M.M. mentions, you know, are you just doing this because of Becca? So here's a new. A new name, yeah. A new name that's getting brought up that we don't know about. But I'm assuming is important, mm-hmm. important to to Billy at least. Very. Oh, oh, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm hoping we find out soon because this season's only eight episodes. So if it's unless it's something that they're significantly building like for later, I'm hoping we find out in this season. We'll see. I don't know. I do know, <laughs> but I don't know. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of the conversation. He's M.M. In. is in. Great, because I love this guy, too. He's down. He wants to 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 be in on whatever's happening. Um, it, it's funny because Billy like, kind of mentions M.M.'s girlfriend at one point. Mm-hmm. And M.M.'s like, yeah, she spits on the ground every time she hears your name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so obviously his girlfriend doesn't like Billy either. No, no. Everyone that Billy encounters, nobody, nobody likes Nobody likes. I do want – this is one of my favorite scenes, too, but I do want to point out, like, you see how he's being precise and he's talking to the kids about sticking to the plan – Remember that. That's his personality. That's who he is. He's right, very yeah, precise. Yeah, he's using the triangle thing. Yeah. He's very precise, and he sticks to the plan. That is what – and that's important for a bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he, he reels them in. They're bringing them into the crew. We, we see what they're going to get into, I guess. The next scene, I kind of just want to quickly touch on it because it, it is important, but it's very quick. Yeah. Right? So we cut to Madeline. She's in her office. <clears throat> Homelander's there, and he's still worried about Translucent. They don't know that he's dead at this point. No. Homelander's like, I wonder what's going on. You know, he's been missing for a couple of days now, yada, yada. Madeline is not worried at all. She's like, security is on it. They'll find him. No big deal. Yeah. Like, don't sweat it, you know? Um, she assures him that, Things are going to be okay. And she hands him a piece of paper. She's like, hey, here are your new talking points. Again, just a very corporate relationship that Madeline has with people. She seems to have a more personal relationship with Homelander, obviously. Yeah. But pretty much everybody else she interacts with, it's very transactional. And even with Homelander, to a bit it is. But, you know, she's trying to give him talking points about the whole situation about getting soups into the military. Yep. Obviously, in the previous episode, they blackmail the senator dude. Um, Homelander reads through stuff, crumbles it up, tosses it. I don't need these. I'm too good for that. By the way, I wore this hat specifically because I mentioned Homelander is my my new favorite character. Um, So, yeah. Dirty dog, yeah. But even thinking that scene, he touches on like, you know, hey, remember when you wanted me to wear a red cape? And and I I said to put the flag flag on it? Yeah. You know, so they have seemed to have had like these kind of back and forth things where Madeline wants him to do something. He says, now nah, let's do this. 
and even the whole thing from the episode episode one where he goes rogue and kills the mayor you know that was his call right it was his call not hers so the 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 dynamic there it's it's again that like mother son type thing like mommy is telling the kid to do something he doesn't want to do it yep you know he's doing what he wants to do like a teenage angst type thing oh he's oh he's crazy I, I, but I think but he, that's why I like him because he's got. I feel like he he knows. Even though we're not getting as much, I feel like he's the the character with the most depth, even from the little bit we're getting. One hundred percent. I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. Good to be right. Mm, doesn't happen often. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but anyway, yeah. So he crumbles up the paper. Says, "I don't need that. I can. I can sell myself." Most important part of this scene. He starts to walk out, and Madeline is like. Well, those no- talking notes were written by Mr. Edgar himself. Himself. Another new name. Yeah. Don't know a whole lot. But she says, if you want to go up to Floor 82 and talk to him about him, you- talk to him about it yourself, you go right ahead. They had mentioned, I think, I think it was the second episode. They had mentioned the suits mm-hmm. on Floor 82. And Homelander's just like, you know, why, why are we taking orders from them? Yeah. It's and- a great question. It is but, because it's like these people, the 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 seven, they've got superpowers. Yeah, they could pretty much do anything they want, but they're bound by maybe something. Maybe Mister Edgar and Florida too is like Kingpin, just freaking huge, just rips off the suit when Homelander wants to do something. and says, "I'm gonna beat you up." But again, it's like they're even the, even the the soups they're they're puppets to the eighty yeah. second floor. It's about money for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and it's funny because then like you know we're. We're seeing then that Homelander's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Go. I think he goes back and even picks up the paper and like uncrumples it. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hilarious. But. So it's funny that Homelander, the most powerful dude there, is even afraid, afraid of, of people. Mr. Edgar. Or maybe not afraid, but. Controlled. Controlled. That's a that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because it was a, a quick scene in the show, but I think it held some significance because of this. Mr. Edgar guy. It does. It does. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe he's nobody. I don't know. You're out here. You're out here just trying to drop breadcrumbs, man. I do know. I know you know, <laughs> but I don't know. I do know. He does. Anyway, next scene. We 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 move on. Then we have um, Billy and MM. Right? Because we still don't know his name. MM. Getting in a box in, truck. Yeah. That's parked on the street, and um, it's like uh. Like a like a like a work truck. Yeah, it's like, like a, a big box truck that you would have like supplies like being moved in. Almost. Yeah. Almost yeah. Very U-Haul like. Yeah. They're chilling in the back. And um we don't know exactly what they're doing there, but they seem to be like setting up surveillance. Yeah, I think uh isn't Huey and Frenchie in the truck and that no, so they're no, not, no. They're not in you're there. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's important. They're yeah. not in there because and I forgot to touch on this earlier when at the end of when Billy and MM were talking in his office, he's as long as this, Frenchie's not involved. Yeah. He's like, Are you bringing <laughs> Frenchie back? He goes, Because I can't work with that motherfucker. <laughs> and Billy goes, I haven't talked to the guy in years. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly lying to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they get to the box truck. It's just MM and Billy. Somebody knocks on the door. Billy starts to open it. The first person that walks in is Huey. Yeah. Right? Second person walking in is Frenchie. Huey like, goes up to MM and is like, Hey, I'm Huey. And. MM doesn't even like look at him or shake his hand or whatever. He's like, "What's that motherfucker doing here?" I don't know if he says that. <laughs> yeah. but he's like pissed. They start to like tussle. Yeah, even Frenchie pulls out a pocket knife and they're like, "I don't think it was a pocket knife. I think it was like a knife knife. It might have been like, a knife. It was like, knife. A, it was for, like a Rambo for knife. Frenchie. It's a pocket knife. Maybe. True. Yeah. It was. It was almost like <laughs> yeah. a like the size of like a switchblade. Yeah, you know. 
But, you know, they're like at each other. Billy's trying to like break shit. them up. Yeah. 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 And they're they're both clearly don't like each other. Yeah. Whatever history they had, they still are not, not over cool it. with each other no. at all. Um, and they're arguing. Billy's trying to calm them down. It's not initially working. Uh, I think I think Frenchie even calls him a racist bastard at one point. Yeah. Which I'm wondering, do they go back and and tell why they don't like each other? I, I don't know if I really want to know necessarily why he thinks he's racist. But <laughs> I think he made a comment. Oh, what's this French bastard doing here or something like that? Oh, that maybe that's why. That's what racist. it was. Yeah. yeah that yeah. could be it. Yeah. That could be it. Um. But yeah. So. They don't like each other. No. Billy gets them to calm down a little bit. But again, this is where th- something gets brought up. M.M., he tells tells them like, hey, you know, um, or no, I'm sorry, Frenchie. He's like, you know, things are going to be different this time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, somehow M.M. brings up yeah, he's like, tell Mallory's that to... grandkids. Yeah, oh, this, this is what it was. Frenchie's like. Whatever beef you guys had, it's water under the bridge. And M.M. is like, M.M., he says, tell that to Mallory's grandkids. Is it water yeah. under the bridge for them? Yeah. And Frenchie kind of like gets a somber look on his face, and he's like, yo, that wasn't my fault. Whatever it was, yeah. I don't know what it was, but whatever it is, something bad happened to either Mallory and or her grandkids. And um, Frenchie seems to be remorseful yes a little bit at least yeah this is big on frenchie's character so yeah more of it comes later yeah um but here we get to find out this is where his name yeah we find out his real name um but it's funny we don't find it out until kind of towards the end of that particular scene right in the middle of them arguing billy's like holding them back or whatever uh mm's cell phone starts to ring yeah. And it's it's Rick Astley never going to give you up. Yeah. Which funny because then, you know, it's like essentially we all just got Rick rolled. Yeah. Right there. Always. Which I don't think kids these days know what Rick rolling is. Probably not. Huge internet trend. Love it. For millennials. I remember always looking up like trailers on YouTube and getting Rick Get, Oh my gosh. All yeah. the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. He answers the phone. It's He's talking to his, his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> his voice changed yes, when yes, he talks to his girl. It's great. It's, it's like, so good. I forgot to marinate the tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and he's just like apologizing to his girlfriend. Uh, he's like, you know what? I think he's she's upset because um, he, he's running late or something. Like that. He's running late or dinner's not ready or whatever. So it's like, I'm wondering, like, does she have? Some sort of hold on him. Oh yeah. Um, and he's like, you know what? I'll go pick up some steaks. I'll get the a Pinot Grigio or some wine or something. You that mentioned. You like? No, no, yeah. No, no. And he's like, you know, I'll wine and dine you, whatever, blah blah. And at the end, he's like, all right, bye. I love you. And like, it's crazy. He purses his lips so close to the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if he's doing it because he's trying to hide it or if he's trying to be careful to not get like the smooch sound. But he's like. Yeah, you don't, know, but don't it's ever, like, I it's, don't want you to ever do I that should have done that. video, I should not have done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, never again, brother. Never again. <laughs> but, you know, the guys. Frenchie they, starts they, laughing. Yeah, they all start yeah, laughing. Yeah. They give him shit for it. Um, yeah. He's not happy. And this is where we find out his name then. Uh, I don't remember if it was. It's is it Billy or is it Frenchie that says. Mother's Milk. That's his name. His name is Mother's, Mother's Milk. Milk. Yeah, I don't remember. Somebody mentions it, and Huey's like, "Is that your real, name? Your real name or a nickname?" Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "No, my mom literally named me 
mother's milk. You got a problem with it. Yeah. Which I know the phrase mother's milk. I don't know the the historical significance of it. I'm not a scholar. But uh, strange that that's his name. Yeah. I don't know if they get into that later. It'd be kind of cool to see if they awesome. do. Uh, but then also, the connection I made was, okay, his name is Mother's Milk. Homelander's got a Mother's Milk situation <laughs> yeah, going does. on. Yeah, he does. You know, uh, so that. Just, just kind of strange. But, so we find out then, they're essentially doing surveillance on Popclaw. Yeah. Again, this is this is A-Train's... Boot. I don't want to say he's his girlfriend, Girlfriend, love interest, secret girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's secret like lovers. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. The vocals are golden. Yeah, you know, but if this don't work out, I'll just hit the stage. Yeah, yeah. So she's outside of her apartment. Her landlord is like, "Hey, the rent is due." She's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm sorry." You're. He's like, "You're late on the rent." She's like, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Yeah. You know what this reminded me of? What Peter Parker? Peter Parker, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man too. Yeah, because he was late on his rent there as well. He was, but forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, nice little, nice little tie in there yeah. for the for the nerd folk. Um, yeah. but yeah, she she's you know a, a fairly attractive lady, and she kind of like charms him a little bit. It's like I'll I'll get the rent to you. I'll get it to you. And yeah. he's like, Where? Okay. okay, all right, yeah, you know, walks away, and Billy and Frenchie. They're like, okay, we got to get into our apartment. We've got to plant another bug. For whatever reason, Billy likes his bugs. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean... I... Invasion of privacy, the best. <laughs> I guess if you're, if you're trying to do espionage and spy on people. Yeah. and Sure, yeah. Um, but it's funny then because Billy's looking through like the equipment. Or not Billy, I'm sorry, Huey. Yeah. Is it the equipment He's that like, they What is it from Circuit City? Yeah, which for those of you that don't know, even at this point, Circuit City is it's a old. defunct business. Yeah. Has been closed for a long, long like time. But essentially, even it, maybe even before that. I don't yeah. know. Essentially, Circuit City was Best Buy before Best Buy. Or maybe like kind of. Yeah. No. Circuit City walked so Best Buy could run. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Circuit City had a nice little cool commercial where the logo was a big square plug and it would plug into the building. Yeah. It was cool. It was an electronic store. They sold. TVs, they sold electronics, they games, sold video games, uh, music, stuff for your car, yeah, everything. yeah, all sorts, all that. Essentially, just think of Best Buy, but, but in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, instead of blue, it's red, and it's yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, and um, Mother's Milk, and I'm not going to call him Mother's Milk, by the way. MM baby, yeah, I'm I'm calling him MM. I wonder if Billy doesn't call him Mother's Milk because it's weird to him too. And that's weird. why he calls him MM. I would, uh, but he's like, yeah. Isn't he a cheap motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, well, I mean, I guess if you're somebody who's, you know, operating outside the bounds of the law by yourself, you no no, no money, budget, yeah. Yeah. you got to be cheap. You got to be cheap. But uh, my favorite part here is uh, Huey now is, you realize how useful this guy is, right? He uh, He's like, all I need is like the IP address or something like that. Yeah. So he needs to get in there real quick and check on something, and you can use a camera from the laptop, from the TV, right? Anything. All the smart devices in your home. Just think of it. Yeah. How many cameras do you have in your house? My camera's turned off on that laptop right now. I don't have one on this. I laptop. don't. I don't need Billy Butcher looking at me. Nah. But I mean, I have a I have a security system with yeah. cameras. Um, I have a baby monitor with a camera. Uh, there's a lot of cameras in this house. Yeah. We're so being recorded by a camera right now. Right now. And Huey could probably hack into that. So, yeah, I just love this because Huey's like, all I got to do is this and we can have it done. So I was like, and I think even Billy looks over at Frenchie like surprises me even more every day. Yeah. Well, and it's cool, too, because 
you know, in that first episode, after Huey plants the bug and Billy drops him off at work, he's like, I'll handle it from here. Yeah. He's essentially like, you're done. I'm good. Yeah. And now Billy's seeing like, I can use Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's almost like he's, even at this point, up to this point, I don't think Billy or even Huey thought he was like part of the crew. Yeah. Part of the boys. I don't, I don't think either of them thought that, but now maybe he's like, this is the beginning of him being part of the boys, being part of the crew. I think I you're know. right. I we'll think see. you might be right. So it, it's funny then, uh, Huey and M.M., they go knock on the door of, of Popclaw's apartment, right? And they're essentially like, hey, uh, we're here from Bryman Audio, um, audiovisual, which is Huey's job. Yeah. That Which, did is he still working there? They haven't gone back. I mean, collect a paycheck so you don't get them. You know what I mean? What's going on? He's not working there. at Bryman. No way. Because there's a big hole in the front from a car crash. <laughs> yeah. The, the manager, the boss, we haven't heard back from him since since episode one. Yeah, he's probably leaving voicemail this, on Huey's phone. Right, right. Uh, I do have love like, it, though. They have the name tags. And he's yeah. like, I'm, he's Huey because it was Mother's Milk had yeah. Huey's name tag on. And I'm Gary. <laughs> um, so she, they, they're telling like, oh, the the manager of the building came by he wants us to do an upgrade here and she's like i just saw my landlord he didn't mention it yeah and they're like oh well you know here's a signed work order yeah or whatever mm smooth man yeah he is and huey is a little bit too yeah because he's like oh well we're, i'm gonna come upgrade your your internet you'll get a thousand mbps megabits per second for those of you that don't know Nerd. megabits not megabytes nah dude we don't bite i we think bit. anyway i could be wrong sturba <laughs> yes. Oh, shout out, Sturba. If you, could, if you can correct me on this, please. It's a good friend of ours who's our tech guy. Yeah. He's he's our guy in the van. He is. But he's not in the van because he's so much cooler than us when he's he comes the guy in the tech. chair. Yes. The guy in the chair. Uh, but anyway, so she lets him in. They're going and she's like, oh, the computer's over here if you need it. Yeah. Which Huey's like, yes, I'm in. Easy peasy. She goes to her bedroom or whatever. He sits down on the computer. He pauses for a second because the desktop. Uh, wallpaper is her and a train yeah so clearly what? she thinks they're an item Big an time. exclusive item yeah and then, then maybe a train does too but i don't know huey obviously is just like in his shock mode for a second because he hates seeing anything with a train right so it slows him right. down i mean early in the episode the bobblehead he paused and was thinking about and then he got angry he's looking at this desktop wallpaper Probably shocked and or angry again. Yeah. And then he's even like, hey. He says something you funny. Good? Like, are you going to keep I fucking that or yeah, something? Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it, knock, it knocks him out of it. You know what I mean? Funny little detail that comes back later. You see at one point, MM is looking around the apartment and he pauses when he notices something. He knows a little baggy. Yeah. Yeah. Comes, comes into play later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Huey does his thing on the computer. Installs whatever you know spyware tech you know blah blah he's doing it works they get out yeah it guys, works guys in the in the camera in the van see all the cameras pop on they go crazy right. uh, very important part though when they leave ooh yeah yes they turn the corner none other than A Train is in the hallway right not only is A Train in the hallway he's Huey, like face to face with Huey, Huey and like finally Huey calms down because he gets into a little freak out mode again yeah and then he's like. You don't recognize me? Haven't we met before? And A Train's like, I don't know. I meet a lot of people, dude. So he doesn't yeah. even recognize Huey, who he went to apologize about murdering right. Robin. Yeah. Which 
obviously works out in their favor because if he did recognize them, it's even worse. Then it's like, but it like what are you, you doing at my girlfriend's party? I agree. Yeah. I agree. If he was just like, note, if he noticed them and was like, why are you at my girlfriend's apartment? Terrible. Yeah. But the fact that he doesn't remember him, it does piss you off because then it's like, okay, these soups are are really showing their cards as to how much they care. Yeah. How, how much they don't care. Yeah. How insignificant they think regular people are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good for the for the squad. Bad for people in general, in general because yeah. superheroes just really don't give a shit. Not at all. Um, but yeah, so worked out. They get out of there scot free. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's that's good. Um, there's there's another thing I want to quickly just touch on because it was a, a pretty significant scene, but it's a little bit long, and I don't want us to get too long in the tooth about this part. Yeah. But there's another part then here where Queen Maeve and Homelander, they're essentially doing a team-up. They love these team-ups. Team-ups are great for ratings. They are, apparently. Yeah. And they're getting called to the scene of like a a, a, a gunman at a, in a, a big office building, right? And as they're walking up to the scene, you see like SWAT cars and police cars, and they're even getting shot at just walking down the street. Like you see little bullets flying at them. Yeah. Or not the bullets, but like you see like the- the ping. The, 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 the ping, 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 you know, the, the ricochets and stuff. And they're just like walking like it's nothing. Yeah. We obviously know Homelander is bulletproof. I don't think we realize that uh, up to this point whether or not Queen Maeve right. is bulletproof. I guess she is because neither of them care no. that they're both getting shot at by a machine gun. At all. They're just walking nonchalant like they're walking through the park. Yeah. It is a walk through the park for them. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Um, but, you know, they're talking about the whole situation with Translucent. Queen Maeve is also kind of just like, you know, I'm not worried about it. He's probably fine. Like, we'll let Vaught handle it. Yeah. But they get to, um, I guess, like the SWAT sergeant, and they start talking to him. One thing that was funny, as they're walking up, like, you hear one of the police officers in the background. He's like, go get him, Homelander. Yeah. And they walk the up to the, to the SWAT sergeant, and he's, like, talking about the situation. He's, they're, like, relieved yeah. that him and Queen Maeve are there. And he's like, where's the shooter at? And he's like, 31st floor. And he's like, thank you. Thank you so much, Homelander. Like, we're so glad you're here. And he's like, no, thank you. Yeah. Like, I don't know and exactly so, what he says. You're the real hero. Yeah, and that's what you he says. You guys are the, the real, real heroes. heroes. Yes. And it, it yes. just is the biggest bullshit. Like, from you can see it, but people eat it up, but it's so oh, yeah. fake. It's so fake. For sure. But it's funny because Homelander just zips up in the sky, goes into the building. Boom, he's in there. He's on the yeah. 31st floor. <laughs> Maybe I have to take the elevator. Yeah, she's like, elevator for me, I guess. Uh, yeah. But they get to the floor then, um, and they're talking, and they bring up again here um, the fact that, you know, the, the 81st floor and Mr. Edgar are kind of like controlling the situation. Homelander doesn't like that. He's like, why? We're yeah. more powerful than these guys. Right. And Queen May was like, yo, they sign our paychecks. There so, it is. Again, you had brought up a couple of times. Everything's about the money, mm-hmm. but it like to me, it's 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 a weird plot point because if I'm a superhero and I don't like what's going on, what do I care about money? I've got superpowers. I can do whatever I want. Is money really that important, even to the superheroes? Maybe. But for what they they money. I feel like they could get money in other ways if they really wanted to. Maybe not like millions or billions of dollars i don't know what that what what vaught is paying these yeah. superheroes obviously you know people like homelander queen mave they're probably making the big bucks whereas like a train is not i think they even mentioned in one of the episodes like 
he's not getting as much money. Yeah, it's uh, it's about money. Money makes the world go round, man. But it's also about being like Homelander's big on like people loving him, like. Right, but again, but if then like what, like what? I, I, I don't want to. Why is the money so important? If Homelander's thing is I want the people to love me. If the money is what allows Vought and the suits to control them, Homelander, he can't care that much about the money. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I. You kind of they'll, they'll they'll click into this later. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. Too much. But it's funny because he mentions to Maeve that he's X-rayed Mister Edgar. Yeah. And that he's like this close to having a heart attack. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome and cool. Um, but again, that just adds to my wondering, like, why do they care? If he knows this dude's about to die, you know, or it could happen at any moment, he's a ticking time bomb. If I'm Homelander, I'm going in, I'm wrecking shop on these suits. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, now I run this bitch. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it right now without ruining anything. So I'm I, not yeah, going don't, to. Don't tell me, but it's, um, it's strange. I'm hoping it obviously I get that. Yeah. makes sense. Because if I had that power, I'm just like, I'll run the world. I'll exactly. Be emperor of the planet. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I get that. But yeah. So they then go to the air where they confront the shooter, right? And Queen Maeve, I think, like, punches him or, like, it incapacitates him initially or something like that and then it's it's a crazy scene mm-hmm. because i wasn't expecting it i'm yeah. thinking okay well you know they're gonna hand him down to the police and whatever everything's good because he he didn't even attack them really he actually put his hands up yeah yeah he He's put scared. his hands up but i think queen Maeve, like i don't maybe she doesn't incapacitate him, but like no he just puts his hands up and homelander walks up to him he walks up to him and it's not something I saw coming. <laughs> he freaking punches through him, his skin and his ribs. Yeah. And pulls out his heart or rips or squeezes he, he, he squeezes it. Yeah. But it's like totally out of nowhere. He punches him so hard. He's like in his body. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. And you and don't get the first, sense he's doing it because he just puts his hand on his shoulder. Yeah. And then he just bam. Does yeah. It. And what's crazy, too, is like you're first ex- expecting, oh, Fist through the whole body out the back. Right? That's what I thought too. Right, you're, you're thinking, oh, it's just gonna be one of those crazy scenes. Where it doesn't. No, he stops midway through and he just squeezes the heart, and he's talking to the guy like, "It'll be over soon. It'll be there. yeah, there it is." You know what I mean? And he's just like talking to him. It's like creepy, very creepy. Yeah, but then after that's over, he takes the gun, right? And he tells like, so well, to touch on that before that, Queen Maeve is like, "That was supposed to be my collar." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess she was supposed to have like brought him down. Maybe they get some sort of kickback or something if they Maybe. deliver the 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 criminals to the police or something. I don't know. Yeah. But she's annoyed that he killed him. Yeah. So then he does pick up the gun and he's like, Well, you know how the story goes. He attacked us first. Yep. So he's trying to like create a narrative here. Yeah. And so he starts shooting Maeve with the gun. Yeah. And he's this is how it's gotta be. Well, and I guess now we truly find out she really is bulletproof, yeah. obviously. Um, but it's funny. He makes a comment, and he's like, she says, oh, man, you know, the things I let you do to me. And he's like, yeah, even though we're not even dating anymore. Yeah. So they, they have some some past history, yeah. obviously. And you can see her face kind of goes, yeah. like, oh, I don't remember that stuff. I don't want to think about it. No. Clearly not. Clearly not. Um, so we go back. And the team is doing the surveillance on Popclaw. A-Train is now at her apartment, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this was... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This, the way this scene started off was not, yeah, not We're both favorite. not into, into yeah. that stuff. No, um, no, no. 
but yeah, so they they're there, and she's like on the couch with him, and I don't think initially they're making out or anything, but like, but they're getting then they, they they start getting you know a little little action going. They start kissing and whatever, and she's like, "Hey, do you uh want me, want, do me the to, thing? want me to do the thing? The thing?" And he's like, "It's it's weird. I don't know if it's that she's more into it or if he's more into or if he, it. If he usually likes that." Yeah. Right, because, yeah, she goes down and sucks on his toes. Disgusting. Disgusting. I hate feet. Yeah, can you imagine being that actress having to do that? I hope that was a fake foot. I hope so, too. If they really made her suck on his real feet, ugh. Ugh. Vomit. 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 All over. Yeah, yeah like no, big toe I, I'm, all I'm, in I her think, mouth. I think feet are disgusting, so yes. this scene definitely made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I will be the first to admit, I do not have good feet. So the, the even the thought of someone doing that to my foot makes me sick to my stomach would, you would question that person yes. as a person yeah yes or even even if i had good feet i wouldn't want that <laughs> no. and i sure as hell am not doing that to someone else's foot no thank you feet all around not my thing shouldn't be anybody's thing so um but anyway so let's let's go past that's not important to the story uh, yeah he 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 stops her or well he doesn't stop her she realizes he's he not really into it. it no maybe he normally is but he's not into it she's like what's going on he's worried because you know he has this big race if coming he, up. if he don't win he's out the seven right and now the, the race that's being set up they, they teased it in the episode before it's a race against shockwave shockwave is another speedster, speedster type person yeah and he's kind of psyching himself self out he doesn't know if he's gonna win and he reveals as you said if he loses, he's out of the seven. Yeah. Now, do you really think that if he lost, they would have kicked him out, or do you think they just told him that to like? Oh no, hype Shockwave, him up? Would, Shockwave would take his place, hundred percent. You think so? I think so because that would be popularity-wise, Shockwave jumps up, right? And he even and that's says where the money would be. You know, he's currently the fastest man in the world, and he mentions says nobody wants the second fastest man of the world to be on the team. Right. No, I think he'd be out. I really do. Okay. Yeah. All right, they're that cutthroat then. Oh, yeah, it's all about the money, man. All right, all right. If you're the fastest, you're making the most money. So here's an important part that we find out then, because in episode one, the mayor from Baltimore who gets murdered, he this is where we initially find out, he says, I know about Compound V. We don't hear anything more about it or know what it is until this moment. A-Train asks her, "Where's where's the Compound V? Mm-hmm. And she's like, kind of reluctant to tell him. She's like, "Hey, you don't, you don't need that. Like, you're good." And he's like, "No, I need it because it's gonna help me with the race and whatever." And she's like, "Yo, remember what happened the last time you were on it? You, you lost control." And he's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm good." Yeah, he makes like a really I'm, like it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm in control. I'm good." And she mentions she's like, and mind you, Huey and the, and the squad they're watching. From the the surveillance cameras and yeah. everything, she's like, "The last time you did this, you you ran through a girl." Yeah, Huey hears this; he's not happy. No, obviously. So we know why now. A train ran through her because he was high on this drug, this compound V. Mm-hmm. It Which also kind of I got to keep running. I got to keep going. Right, right. Yeah. And it also kind of then dispels my theory that I had in the last episode where I mentioned I thought, well, "Is this what's given the soups their powers?" No, it's not. But it seems to amplify their powers. Yeah. But at some sort of cost, either they're losing control of their, themselves, maybe their mental stability is not, you know, what it's supposed to be. It enhances their power, but at some sort of cost. Yeah. Right? 
He's arguing with her like, like, yo, you got to give it to me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They get into an argument about like their personal relationship type thing, whatever. But by the end of it, she she gives him the the compound V. And yeah. it's in like a bag. And I'm pretty sure it's the same bag that he was carrying when he killed Robin. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. So he takes it. She she tells him, like, this is a slippery slope. Like, you know, you don't need it. But he's like, no, I do. Yeah. Because I, I need I need to be able to win this race. Um. So the 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 team, you know, the boys, they're suspecting now. Okay, well, this is like steroids for superheroes, yeah. you know, um, and they want to they they need to get some of it. And Frenchy, <laughs> Frenchy, he's, I want to try it. Yeah, he's like, I want to try it. I, that's the only way I'll be able to test it for sure. Because Billy <laughs> wants to like see like does Fr- can Frenchy find out what it's made of or what it does, not whatever. Yeah, he says he wants to try it. So it's funny because it plays into two things there. Obviously, Frenchie likes drugs. 100%. Which he, took, he dropped that acid when he was making the bullets to try and kill Translucent. Yeah. But then also, obviously, if Billy is trusting him with this, he has this super scientist background. So not only is he like a demolitions weapons expert, but he's a smart guy. He's just a mad genius, dude. Yeah. My boy. Cool character. Cool yeah. character. Um, But yeah, so they need to figure out what's going on. They essentially start planning a heist, yeah, to try and get this compound V, and it's supposed to happen at the race. At the race, yeah, during the ESPN covered race. Yeah, and it's funny that ESPN is covering this. It just plays into the narrative again that the superheroes are the celebrities. There are no regular celebrities. Maybe there were at some point. I don't know how. Like they never really discuss the history of how the superheroes came into the world. If it was like, have they been here the whole time? Throughout all of history, was did some event happen that brought superheroes into the world? Maybe we get, maybe we find out later. Maybe some foreshadowing. Don't tell me nothing. I don't know. You do know. I you probably do. I anyway. don't. I don't know. <laughs> but so yeah, they plan this heist that's supposed to happen at the race, and it's crazy because they're it's like a big event, a full stadium. You've yeah. got uh, paparazzi there. You got news reporters. You got ESPN. You got a bunch of stuff going on. Right. Right. Um, so a train is there. He's in the locker room. He's getting ready. Some dudes rub him like Vaseline on his nipples. Well, bro, can you imagine the chafing on your well, nipple yeah. if you ran that fast? People are doing marathons. They do the same. They either like tape up or they put something to protect their nipples. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny. It's You're, weird and awkward. And he's just standing there like, yeah, he's enjoying it. Yeah. He's enjoying it. Yeah, Frenchie is like in the, in the vents, like mission impossible style. Watching over this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like trying to get there cause he knows a-Train is going to have it at the stadium, and he's going to try and steal it there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so everyone is all into the race. They have a big entrance with A-Train. He's walking out almost like a like a, like a a boxing match. Yeah, with music playing. Yeah, yeah. He's got his crew with him. They've got music going. Shockwave comes in. Similar thing. He's got music going. I don't think he has a crew with him necessarily. I don't remember. Probably not a big one compared to A-Train because he's the seven. Yeah, but um, they're there, and, and they, like, get to the the stadium it's just a, a track and i'm thinking to myself initially i'm like what kind of race is this then because they're gonna go through that track a zillion times if they need to and i'm like are, are they going to zoom through this uh, you know a bunch and see who gets to a certain number of laps quicker right you know whatever i, I don't know yeah they don't really make it clear no, they don't. Uh, I think honestly, it's probably who knows how many laps it was because it's an instant, right? But well, so while everyone's distracted by the race and its festivities, 
that's when Frenchie comes down out of the vent then. He's going through the locker room. He's trying to find, you know, the compound V. He's going through the bags. He can't find it anywhere. Right. Well, and here's the thing, too. So Huey is disguised as a photographer. Right. And he sees Annie, uh, Starlight, Starlight. Yep. come through and turns out Frenchie's in the locker room. Right. So he needs to stop because Starlight's pissed off about something. Uh, not about something. She's rightfully pissed off about pretty much guys are screaming like she's wearing that new slutty outfit. Yep. Guys are screaming stuff yep. at her, derogatory stuff. So she like needs to She step. needs a minute. Yeah. So she, she goes away. towards the locker room. Huey sees her and realizes, oh, I got to stop her from getting in that locker room because she's going to catch Frenchie. I don't even know that he knew Frenchie was already in there yet. Oh, bro. They're all in the headset together. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think, I think he just wanted to talk to her. Because Maybe. he wanted to talk oh, to her. Oh, that too, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a mixture of both. I think he knew. I think he knew. Maybe. So he he stops her because then at some point, like, uh, Billy Butcher says, you need to stop from going to the locker room. Yeah, he's and like, we need more time. He's like, what about getting uh, a drink? And she's kind of iffy. She's like, well, what about uh, some cheap pretzels or something like that? Or 12, nachos. $12 nachos. Overpriced yeah. nachos. And so so they go ahead. and My favorite kind. So she closes the door. You actually see Frenchie hanging upside down in the locker room. Yeah. But she's not looking in. She closes the door. They head off to go on a little, uh, a little, just a little, like, I wouldn't even say it was a date, but just a, little, just a little hangout. Little hangout. It, little it, hangout. What's funny is it looks like uh, a box where you'd be at, like, a NASCAR race. You're seeing over yes. the, the, the Over court. the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Frenchie can't find the stuff. No. Um, so he's relaying that to the team. Billy's like, you know, well, he, you know, it's got to be there somewhere. They can't find it, right? The next scene is my favorite scene in the whole episode, right? So they're getting ready for the race. A-Train obviously has already taken the compound V because he's like tweaked out. Well, he he's getting ready for the race. He's not tweaked out. He disappears for a split second. Did he? Yeah, so you didn't notice that? I don't think I noticed that. So he's talking to his brother. The guy, his one of his crew is his brother. Right. And things are happening with the race, and he makes a face, and it seriously is like, He's going for a split second, and you hear a whoosh, and he comes back. And then I need to go back tweaked. and watch that. Then he's tweaking out. Yeah, I need to go back. So he didn't have it when he first got out there, and then he went wherever it was and took it. Interesting. So yeah, he's he's tweaked out. His brother's kind of like, "You okay? You all right?" And now earlier when I think his brother was the one that was rubbing the Vaseline or whatever on Probably, his nipples. Yeah. But when they're in the locker room, they they talk about their their dead mother. Yeah. Um, he's looking know, down on you. Right. Blah. She's like, she's going to help you with this race, or whatever. Um, so he says, "It's my spirit running through me." Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like kind of hopping up and down. He's shaking a little bit. Yeah. And his brother's like, Ew, "Are you good?" And he's like, "Mom, mom's spirit's running through me." And I'm like, <laughs> "Obviously, the 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 compound V also gets you high." Yeah, it seems. Yeah, anyway. it's like fucking cracked. Pretty much. I've um, never done crack. No. Yeah. And disclaimer: and don't kids, do it. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't do it. But yeah, so they're getting ready. He's tweaked out. They have these like um, cement barriers on the track, similar to, like what you would see like on a highway, yeah. to prevent a car from like that's their starting, yeah, uh, thing. That's yeah. their starting block, yeah. So they're there. They're getting ready. They're they're you know putting their feet up. Everyone is focusing on the race. Right? Love this. Homelander and Queen Maeve are there. They have a little situation happen, but she walks away. Right. Homelander's looking over the stadium through the crowd. Everyone is facing the track. Except. He's, he's, even he's looking at the track. But Billy Butcher's in the crowd. He turns around. Just looks. Just stares right at Homelander. 
and they even like lock eyes. Yeah, and Homelander's like, what the? Now here's the thing in in retrospect, watching the situation, it's it's a long period of time where they're looking at each other. Yeah, but you, I think you kind of realize then it's not that long because the race is happening and everything's kind of in slow motion a little bit. Not really, but it sort of is. And then the race happens, and boom, it's over in an instant. Yeah. They literally do one lap. Yeah. But it's funny because the whole time when everything's happening, all in slow-mo and everything, Billy and, and, and Homelander are looking at each other. Locking eyes. Homelander is like, Confused. why is this guy staring at me? And Billy's just like, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, yeah, just giving him yeah. giving him a stare down. Yeah. And I thought it was the badass situation there. That was my my favorite scene in the whole show. Yeah, I, that was a great scene. Yeah. Um, and this makes you love Billy Butcher more. You're like, this guy's not afraid of anything. No, which I can confidently say that would not be me. No. I would be <laughs> shitting my pants if I'm trying to yeah. take down superheroes yeah. with superpowers. 100%. Uh, I do want to do a quick note on this. A good part of this scene is when they're getting Huey ready to be the cameraman, uh, M.M. and him are talking. And Ooh, M.M.'s yes. like, you're the one who took down Translucent. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you want to hear a funny part? Like, I kind of liked it. Yes. And M.M. pretty much says, it's written all over your face, Huey. Yeah. But then he gives him like a a, a little talk like, it, somehow it doesn't get easier or something. I can't remember what it is. I think he tells him like. It comes with a price. Yeah. It, killing, doing this comes with a price. And so that feeling you get comes with a price. Which but he mentions, I'm, I, I'm willing to pay it. Because he's wanting to get revenge for robin yeah so he's willing to pay whatever that price is because he mentions robin he says yeah whatever uh i saw my my girlfriend get blown up by somebody running through her i'll pay whatever the price is yeah so he thinks um but it's funny too because they they the race is over like that right but they do a slow-mo you know uh photo finish yeah yeah and they see that that a train one and shockwave's not even like in the in the frame. Nah, bro, that that compound V probably. So it juiced him up like crazy. Yeah, but I'm also thinking like if if the race was over like that, I think they even mentioned at one point that they're going that they are approaching speeds of a thousand miles per hour. Yeah, they must have had some dope ass cameras to be able to capture. Oh that. yeah, dude. I mean, I know there are crazy slow mo cameras out there. But that's crazy. That can capture like hundreds of if not thousands of frames per second. I think there's even like some super expensive ones that are like a hundred thousand frames a second. The slow-mo guys on YouTube, if you've ever watched them, they use these crazy cameras. Never. But I'm wondering like, could they, could they capture that? Maybe. I don't know. Hey, theme of the, theme of the episode. I'm not that intelligent. (laughs) No, (laughs) me neither. Me neither. Um, but yeah, so great, great scene. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole show happens here. Um, I got a favorite part that hasn't happened yet. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then um, while the race is happening, right, or while they're at the festivities, there's one important part there. M.M. is um, checking on his phone, and he goes back to see the surveillance in Pop Claw's apartment, and she's watching the race, and she has the little bag that he noticed. Yeah. And she pulls out Compound V. Yeah. And he's like, I got to go check on on something. And they're like, what? And he's like, I got to see a thing about a girl. Yeah. You know, whatever. So he leaves. Then we find out later that the team meets up with him. He's been watching Popclaw for a while. 
in yeah. her apartment. And she took some compound V. She took the compound V and she is working out. Squatting like a thousand pounds. Yeah, I don't know exactly how much, but it was a lot of plates. Watching that, her old movies bed, and stuff. Bar. And getting hyped and like pretending like she's fighting and being yeah. Like, yeah. And we find out why they call her Pop Claw. She has because like, she has like these like claws. Yeah, but they're like kind of disgusting looking, yeah. I thought. They make me I can't remember who it is, but they come out of like a, the Mortal Kombat character. Baraka. Yeah, they're kind of like Baraka. They come off the side, but they're like, like the her forearm. But they're like her bone. Yeah. 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 Um, but she's in there. She's shadow boxing. She's lifting weights. She's like yelling and screaming. She's, you know, hype. This stuff is juiced her up, and it really is like steroids. I, I'm wondering if, in addition to her claws, does she also have super strength that this is just amplifying, or did it give her super strength? Obviously, we know A Train, it makes him go faster. Yeah, so she was strong, but this probably made her even stronger. Yeah. So now the team's there, and he's like, yo, she's been at this for an hour. Yeah. And um, they're there just watching, observing her. And at one point, she gets a knock on the door. Landlord. About Landlord. that rent, buddy. About that rent. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is later that same day or if it's – I think it's the next day. It's next day. It's the next day. So she had told him early in the episode, I'll get you the rent. I'll bring it to you. Now – she answers the door. He's asking about the rent. She's like, "Do you want to come in? You know, I'll, I'll, write, I'll write you the check." I don't bite. He's like, "No, I'm I'm good." You know, yeah. and she's obviously clearly trying to like seduce him a little bit here, right? Yeah. But it's not really that intense. She's like, "Oh well, just I'll make you a drink while you wait. Come on in." He's like, "All right, you know, yeah. fine. I'll, I'll come on in." He walks in, and we didn't mention this earlier, but she has like uh, posters of herself. Pretty much with naked, like yeah. yeah, like modeling photos, yeah, whatever, huge ones. Like it's like eight by ten feet, like on her wall and stuff. Yeah, and he notices these, and he's like, "Oh," uh, and she's like, "You like what you see?" Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. But then it's funny because she she starts getting more intense with like the seduction. Yeah, and I'm wondering too. Then like, is this the compound V making her this way? Is she just a promiscuous person? I think it's the compound V mixed with the. Being pissed off because A Train in a in an interview said he's single basically. Yeah, after yeah. the race, he has a post race interview and she's like, he's like, oh uh, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend, but yeah. I'm open, ladies. Yeah, so that pisses her off, which is kind of what makes her take the compound V. Right. So I think it's a mixture of it. Compound V. She's like, well, screw him. You know what I mean? And yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's just everything's extreme. So she's essentially doing your typical it's, it's, like it's like a porno, like yeah, your typical porno I'll pay thing, rent like, in a different way. Right. You know what right. I mean? And he's like, no, nah, I'm not having it. Like, I'm good. Even though she, he's got a little thing. You can tell because he checks her out earlier on the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. But then she's like, well, you know, everybody's got their superhero fantasies. And that reels him in then. Yeah. So then it, it switches over. They're pretty much reenacting a movie that she was in. Is that what it was? Yeah. It, okay. And I like, thought it was just like a burglar scene because that was his fantasy. Oh, maybe. Maybe it is possibly. He was... But he's got like a ski mask on, and he's robbing he's her like, place. Yeah, yeah. She, like, he's in a room. The door's closed. Yeah. She swings the door open. It's like a sliding door. I think you can rob from me and something like that. Yeah, Whatever. And she's like in like a like a Long- latex, yeah, lingerie type outfit, and she's like, "You think you can rob from me?" She like tosses him on the floor. She's like, "You think you're a cat burglar? <laughs> you're not a cat burglar. <laughs> you're a filthy pig." And he's on the floor. She sits on his face. Yeah. And I guess that's what he wanted to reenact with her. And she's like. She's, she's riding his face. She's riding his face. She's yeah. like, you know, you're eating my ass. And, <laughs> you know, whatever. And like um, another thing that I'm not really into. 
I know a lot of people are these days. It's you know, no no hate. Yeah, you know, the way Be you nasty, said that not was my thing. too much, bro. This is not your episode. No, <laughs> this is not no. your episode. It's those those the parts with Pot Claw, not my episode. Everything else, bro. Love this it. guy goes out. Well, that's the thing, right? So she's she's riding his face, and she's getting super into super it. into it. She's grinding on whatever claws come out. Yeah, and she's like, she's using it to support herself and, you know, get into it, whatever. The team is watching this all from the van. Yeah. And, you know, they notice then he's like, he's kind of muffling, you know, whatever. He's suffocating. He was like, he can't breathe. And they hold him back. Yeah, and he was like, I got to go in there. Yeah. And Billy's like, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She knows we're recording. Yeah. But um, she's riding so hard. She's riding super hard that uh, a man's face explodes she crushes his head my man goes out the best way possible i you know what's funny before you said that when i'm watching the episode i literally was like if you're gonna go out that's a good that's way, to, a go way to go out dude that's a heck of a way to go hopefully out. though it wasn't like super painful for him hopefully it was it just, like instantaneous head crush. And dying. but it's crazy <laughs> because it's like she's that his, strong his his head just like pops yeah and his brain falls you out see and it too blood yeah, everywhere yeah. yeah oh it's gross and i'm like you know the the episode before obviously the scene with translucent is like oh my gosh and this was i'm like this is this is gross shit like yeah. i think this shocked me more than translucent 100 percent. but she freaks out then or she gets up she thinks he's okay but then she looks down yeah sees he's dead and freaks out and freaks out right and huey and the team they're in the in the truck looking he was like yo like we we, we, let, we let that happen. This guy had was an innocent bystander. He just got caught up in this situation. Yep. We let that happen. Like he's not okay with it. And what is Billy kind of reels him back into reality though? Yeah, but MM says to him, "He said you pay the price, right?" Well, okay, but before that, Billy reels him back in. He's like, "Would you have been able to cross the street, get in up the stairs, seconds, yeah. stop? You know, stop her in time? Like, no, of course not. You're not a superhero." Yeah. Huey is upset still, but MM sells him. You know, you said you're willing to pay the price. Yeah, this is one of the prices. You yeah. know that he has to pay for this this whole situation. Yeah. Um, but Billy looks at this as an opportunity because now he's like, now we we've got some leverage. We've seen her do this. I'm sure they're recording. Probably. Well, yeah, it was recorded. Um, now they can blackmail her. Right. So Billy and Frenchie sneak into her apartment. And I pretty much just say hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She f- gets up. She was sitting on her bed. She gets up, and she's like, not who, knowing who, who they are. You, are, you know, whatever. Back out. She calls her out. She's being aggressive. He's like, whoa, 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 like chill out. And it's it's kind of disgusting too. Like, you know, as she's riding him, and his head explodes or whatever. When she sits down on the bed, she gets up, and her butt print is in blood on her bed. She's got like white sheets. Yeah, like so. But um, so yeah, like Billy is like you know, we can help you with this situation. Yeah, you got to help us out though. Yep, and that's the end of the episode. It's a great episode. And again, it's like what a I way to go. Great way to go. But again, <laughs> I don't think that Billy is like has this master plan. I think as things are happening, he's reacting to him. I think he's obviously a good strategist. He can think on the fly. But I think as things are happening, he's just reacting. I don't think he's got like a full fledged plan. I think he's just making the plan up as it goes. Yeah. No. Which Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. 
he just yeah. he eats everything on the fly. Just everything on the fly, but he figures it all out on the fly. Yeah. Crazy, crazy episode. Yeah. I feel like each one's getting a little bit better. I'm hoping that trend continues, but definitely my favorite so far. Yeah. Uh, what, what was one of your favorite parts of the episode, though? So my favorite part was definitely the scene at the race. Okay. Homelander locking eyes with Billy. He's the only person not watching the race. Everyone, like, you can see it. Everybody in the crowd facing that way. Billy is facing back that way, looking at Homelander. Definitely my favorite part. Nice. For sure. Mine is definitely, it's MM in some ways, but I think it's how, he, like you said, he's kind of a balance. Like, when he talks to Huey during the right before the race, and yeah. he's just telling him, like, it comes with the price. He, he's more realistic in this world than what Billy and Frenchie are. Right. You know, so he kind of right. is a, a nice little voice for Huey. Now, he, when he's a good counterbalance to Frenchie and Billy in some ways, like Billy and Frenchie, all the shit that happens, all the craziness, doesn't affect no them. big deal to them. Yeah. And not a huge deal to MM either, but he's also, like you said, a little more grounded it. in reality. Yeah. He understands that, you know, that's one part of his life and or like the world. And he has, has another his, part. He has his other part. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that helps to to kind of balance Huey out too. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, least favorite, definitely the toe sucking. I you know hated what? the toe sucking. I would say yes to that. But I also want to say I was a little disappointed in the race. I, I was thinking we'd get something really cool out of it. I thought so too. I was thinking it was going to be more like a Superman Flash type thing where they're like racing around the world. And they're like neck and neck. And, yeah. And then all this was over really, really quick. Yeah. Which was fine. But I kind of was expecting more. From I agree. Yeah. I agree. It should have been more. I understand that the race was the least important part of of the entire episode even though they're building it up plot wise it was just another thing to to happen to move things along yeah but i i I agree i wish the race was more um but yeah yeah so small screen give me your scoops big dog i I got a couple scoops here the title excuse me the title of this episode is get some which also happens to be the title of issues seven through ten of the comics oh okay yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, the opening where PR lady is talking with Starlight and Madeline about the the tape. There's two guys there, and they're part of the marketing team. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they really like come back more after that, but they were kind of cool. The dude that they were trying to essentially pitch Starlight on her new persona and the new outfit, but those two guys, their names are um, Seth and Evan, which I didn't know this. Until I found out this this scoop, mm-hmm. um, Seth Rogen is an executive producer of the show, and so is Evan Goldberg, who is I think somebody that works with Seth Rogen on movies and stuff. Yeah, but they their their characters' names are after Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then here's another thing about where Huey and MM introduce themselves at Popclaw's apartment when he says I'm. He's Huey. I'm Gary. Gary is his boss's name, yeah. which I, I don't know if they mentioned that at all, but that's just something I found out about, like a little fun fact about this yeah. this episode. Um, and then the last thing, to this point now then, there are four actors in The Boys who were also part of Star Trek in one way, shape, or form. Oh, really? So Carl Urban, Billy Butcher, and Simon Pegg, Huey's dad, they were in all of the more modern Star Trek movies together. Yeah. Um, Billy Butcher plays Bones, and um, 
uh, Simon Pegg plays the doctor, right? So there's those two. Um, then Jack Quaid, he is some character on Star Trek Lower Decks, which is like an animated, animated yeah. show. I've never watched it. Apparently I do like Star good. Trek, but I've I've heard good things. Yeah. And then lastly, David Andrews, he's the guy that plays the senator that got blackmailed. He um he's also involved in uh Enterprise, which is another yeah. Star Trek spin-off. Okay, cool. Um so yeah, just little cool things there. Yeah, you have my Seth and uh Evan Goldberg one. Yeah. yeah. You got you got any other scoops? Nah, I couldn't find much. So that was one you did a good job. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with the research. Yeah, you're good with the research. You'd be scooping and duping. I don't like that. He's scooping and duping. I, nope. With them toes. We are no. <laughs> With them toes. No. You saw what he did this episode. Stop. We're All not right. we're not saying that. No <laughs> scooping and duping. But anyway, what were your small screen scoops? Did you have anything else about this episode that you thought was cool? Make sure you comment about it on our socials. Um, we we've been interacting with some of you guys. Um, shout out to Corey. Uh, Corey, you mentioned that there's one scene in a later part of the of season three. Oh yeah, I know exactly what he's that, talking that about. That is too. related to, I guess, the the weirdness between Madeline and, and Homelander and or the breast milk situation. Um, but yeah, so uh, he wants me to see that part apparently. But yeah, comments on our uh, our Facebook. We're growing on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our Instagram, our TikTok. We also it came out I think a couple days later or maybe later in the day, but we have our full episodes of the podcast on YouTube yep. for you to watch. Um, so definitely check us out there. Hit One that thing subscribe we, button. Yeah, we really want you guys to subscribe um, to the YouTube. It's going to help us tremendously with some things we have cooking up moving forward. So if you haven't already, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Um, pretty much everywhere out there on socials, we are small screen couch commentary. Yep. If you search that, you should be able to find us. If you don't, the easiest place to find us, I think, is Facebook. Um, I think we're probably going to start putting some links to the other socials there. For sure. Um, but check us out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and let us know some other things you've noticed about the episodes. Let us know what you're excited about. If there's anything else you want us to talk about, that's your place that you're going to be able to tell us. So we can talk about it in the next episode. But yeah, that's uh, all I've Spot got on. here. Spot on, bro. You had, you be hitting all the marks. I do. You be I do. scooping and duping. <laughs> One more time. No. For the homies. Never right. again. But yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode, which is episode four. See you guys. Peace. Peace.